Christian Parenting. Aloha, friends. Welcome to the Monica Swanson Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, wife to Dr. Dave, podcast host and author of Boy Mom and Raising Amazing. Here on the podcast, it is my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising amazing kids and building strong families. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you'll be encouraged. Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out. See their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. When, when our children are upset about something or scared or need something or need a nap or a snack, if our children are feeling that way and we know it, we aren't going to say, you're dumb, stop being selfish, what's wrong with you, all the stuff we say to ourselves. But if we can slowly start to go, I'm going to treat myself as well as I treat my children, model that for them, like you're talking about this important part of modeling, that's a game changer. And it all starts with, having that magic question up in a post-it note or something that pops up on your phone and what do I need right now? Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad I get to hang out with you here again today. And I'm just smiling, looking at my calendar, realizing we have so many great episodes coming up this month and all the way into fall, some amazing guests as well as some great topics. And I want to remind you that if you have someone you would love to hear me interview or a topic you'd like me to cover, I love to hear from you on all that. So you can email me at aloha at monicaswanson.com. Now, the best way to never miss an episode, well, I'll give you two ways. One is you can subscribe to this podcast by hitting that little plus sign right there on on your phone. I think it's called follow now, but it's basically um, guaranteeing that you'll get notice in your podcast app when there's a new episode. But even better, if you subscribe to my email list, every Wednesday I send out an email that I really put a lot of time and love into. And in those emails, I share anything new I've done, as well as some links to great articles or recipes or an article of clothing. I try to keep them fun and encouraging. And so if you want to join that list, please go over to monicaswanson.com forward slash subscribe. I take good care of my email subscribers and I will never share your email with anyone. All right. So today we have a real treat. We have Allie Worthington back. She's been on the podcast before, but she is a powerhouse. I was originally drawn to Allie because she's a hashtag boy mom to five boys, but she's also 
an incredible entrepreneur. She's a, a coach. She's a podcast host. She's an author. And she has a new book out that is really for all of us who are trying to figure out how to juggle this parenting family life thing with all the other things that we maybe used to do or enjoy our work life, our own hobbies and interests. Because I think you'll agree, sometimes it's easy to lose ourselves in motherhood, right? Now, I'm always going to encourage moms and dads um, to put family first next to our faith. I think that uh, being moms and dads is the greatest kingdom work we'll ever do. And I really encourage you to pour into your families because you have a lot of time later to do the other things. But I also know to stay healthy and balanced, it's important that we remain us, that we take care of ourselves. And that's what Allie's here to talk to us about. So I think this will be really encouraging to a whole lot of you. So without further ado, I just want to dive right in, let you hear it first from Allie as we talk about remaining you while raising them. I hope you're encouraged. Hey, Allie, welcome to the podcast. Hello. It's so great to be here with you. Thanks for having me on. You bet. I'm so excited to talk about your new book and just your heart for motherhood. You're somebody that I have followed for years and gotten to know you through um, having you on the podcast before. It's been a while. I'll link to that episode and um, also did a little coaching with you. You have so much wisdom and experience and I just am always inspired by you. So before we hop into today's conversation, can you just tell everyone a little about yourself and your family? Yeah, we live outside of Nashville, my husband and I. We have four sons, also have a stepdaughter, an adult stepdaughter, a very pampered golden retriever. <laughs> I am an author and a speaker and an entrepreneur and a coach. I joke mm -hmm. that I loved having kids, so I had a million, and I love business, so I just keep building mm -hmm. new businesses and helping other people build their businesses. Mm -hmm. Some people like sports or are good at gardening business is my hobby and I wake up every day excited to get to play the game. Isn't that fun? It is. I love that. And you cheer others on as well. Tell us a little bit about what you do in the online world with Lisa Whittle and all that. Oh yeah. So um, two of my programs, one of them's a partnership with Lisa Whittle, we built called Creatives. It's a coaching and training community for women who feel called to write and speak because no one ever tells women what it's like and the steps to go through mm -hmm. to write the book and to start a speaking career. So all these women have this God-given desire, mm -hmm. like, I should write a book one day, or mm -hmm. God's, God is leading me to speak. I have this desire. But then nobody ever tells them how to do it. So we just yeah. got together because I've been writing for 10 years. Lisa's been writing and speaking for 15 years and said, what if we got together and we built something to teach people everything we wish we knew? writing, speaking, podcasting, mm -hmm. all the business aspects of it. So we do training every month. We do live coaching. We do gatherings in person. And we are having a blast. This mm. past year, we also started our own publishing house. So we are publishing books from the women Whoa. in the community. Pretty wow. exciting. Yeah. Oh, so exciting. I love it. And I know that some of my listeners would want to check that out because like you probably were getting a lot in the past. I get a lot of emails from people who are like, I have a book dream or, you know, how do I get started? And I wish I had the time to like walk everybody through what I've learned because I had to learn the hard way by just figuring it out. And <laughs> Oh boy. So yeah, we'll be sure to link to all that you do in our show notes. And you've written a number of amazing books, um, but what you just shared about really leads us well to your 
now most, I guess, as this comes out, we'll probably have it come out right about the time your book does. So tell us about the new book and uh, how that came to be. Yeah, it is Remaining You While Raising Them. The subtitle is The Secret Art of Confident Motherhood. Mm-hmm. A couple things happened that made me know this was my book. The first one is I had done a ton of speaking at a local church, and they wanted me to do Mother's Day, and they said, listen, we want you to just bring Allie to this. Don't do a Mother's Day message that you mm. think everybody wants to hear. Like, just just let this be full Allie. You know, I was like, wow. interesting. Okay. So I did, and everybody loved it. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, Lord, I see what you're doing. Mm. And then um, I did a survey of over a thousand women and asked, like, what was the last book you read on motherhood? Most of the women named a parenting book. They could not name a mothering Mm. book. And Mm. here's what else they said. Most of the women said after they finished reading that book, they felt worse than when they started Mm. because it triggered so much mom guilt and that they Mm -hmm. weren't doing enough. And I was like, the world doesn't need a parenting book. The world (laughs) has enough parenting books from the guilt perspective. You know what I mean? It's why your message is so amazing. Because Mm. if you look at all of these women, because you have a very guilt-free message like I Mm. do, if you Mm. look at parenting books 10 years ago, 20 years ago, Mm. I'm hearing stories from women who are just triggered by them and felt worse Mm -hmm. than Mm -hmm. before they even started them. So I thought the parenting books that are guilt-free and guiding people well, they're out there now. But mm. where the, what the, we don't have, we don't have anything for the moms uh-huh. to just invest in ourselves. So I wanted to write a book about emotional health for moms. And mm-hmm. I kind of define emotional health as the combination of spiritual health, mental health, and relational health, our, our relationships with other people, because we can never expect our children to be more emotionally healthy while they're living with us than we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But modern motherhood is so broken that mm-hmm. we are so focused on what we do for everyone else, we're kind of left ourselves dying on the vine. Yeah. And I think that motherhood invites women to learn how to mother ourselves like we mother our children. Mm, and when good. we learn to take care of ourselves, we're teaching our children that we are worthy of care mm-hmm. just like they are. We're teaching yeah. our daughters that women can take care of themselves. We're teaching our sons that women can and should have needs and those things mm. are worthy. Because mm-hmm. I think we've all had experience, whether it's a mother or some other woman in our family, we've seen that seed of bitterness grow mm-hmm. from giving and giving and giving and never giving, never feeling like they had permission to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. So you've got someone who just gave all they had yeah. when if they were offered another way mm-hmm. to live in motherhood, they could both take care of themselves and the children at the same time so everyone could thrive. Mm, that's so good. And and this is a message that has come up. I, you know, my listeners know one of my favorite quotes from my book, Raising Amazing, is that the best way to raise amazing kids is to live an amazing life in front of them. Yes. And I know because that's really just, it, it inspires them. It sets an example, but you really get practical in this book. And I love that because you give women something to then put into practice. It's one thing to say it and people are like, yeah, but what do I do with that? I mean, how many people have I heard from that are like, I don't even remember what I used to do. What did I do before kids? Like, <laughs> did I have hobbies? I don't know what kind of music I like. All I know is what my kids listen to. Or, And so um, 
So give us some first steps, maybe. What what do you recommend for the mom who's sitting there, maybe has some kids in elementary school, and she's like, I'm ready to find myself again. Where does she go? Something really simple. I call it the magic question habit in the book is asking ourselves the question, what do I need right now? What I found is to add for women to say, what do I need? That question feels really difficult and like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So, where do I begin? <laughs> yeah. But what do I need right now? Kind of unlocks a habit to take care of ourselves and to check in with ourselves. Sometimes we need a snack. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we need to make sure we make time to see a friend. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, we need to save up money and get a housekeeper. Because if we have to clean toilets again, somebody's going to get hurt, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we need to have more sex. Sometimes it's, you know, we need to get snacks and hide them in the, in the pantry where our kids <laughs> yes. can't get them. Yes. But it can be, it can be big things. It can be little things, mm-hmm. but just asking ourselves the question of what do I need right now? Right. We're honoring our needs. We're checking in with ourselves and it builds in that habit of mothering ourselves, just like we mother our children. Mm-hmm. When, when our children are upset about something or scared or need something or need a nap or snack. If our children are feeling that way and we know it, we aren't going to say, you're dumb. Stop being selfish. Mm. What's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. All the stuff we say to ourselves. Yeah. But if we can slowly start to go, I'm going to treat myself as well as I treat my children. Sure. Model Mm -hmm. that for them. Like you're talking about this important part of modeling. Mm -hmm. That's a game changer. And it all starts with having that magic question up on a post-it note or something that pops mm-hmm. up on your phone and what do I need right now? I love that. And I'm thinking sometimes when our toddlers are throwing a fit or our kids are upset, they may not, um, they might think they need something, but we might know better. Mm-hmm. And it might be, you know what, you really need a nap right now. And I think sometimes we might need to pray too and ask the Lord, like, what do I really need? Like right now I want to scream at everyone or I want to go spend a ton of money. But really, the Lord might say, go take a nap or spend some time in the word and pray because I've got what you need. So what a great question. Yeah, there's there's so much that feels overwhelming in a mother's life. To have Mm -hmm. a tool that's simple but so powerful, that's the game changer. Because so often when we think of, okay, I need to take care of myself. We think of superficial things like, well, I guess I have to do bubble bath. I don't do bubble bath because that's not what I need, you know? Yes, yes, yes. But to know the most powerful tools are often the simplest, Mm -hmm. that makes a big difference. It does. Okay. So you talk in your book about the mother load. Will you tell us what that is about? So many of us have heard the term mental load. It's all of the stuff that we carry in our heads all the time. It's Mm -hmm. Did the kids do the homework? Who's going to feed the dog? The cat needs vaccinations. Yeah. Did the garbage go out? My mother-in-law has a birthday coming up. Oh, and my boss is angry. I mean, it's all the stuff we carry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't care how amazing someone's individual husband is. I'm just going to say it. As a whole, husbands <laughs> tend not to carry that load like women yes. do, right? We love That's men. Right. We're married to them. They're amazing. But they don't carry the mental load like, no. like women do. So you combine that all of that mental load with being a mom. So I call Mm. it the mother load because it is huge. It's weighing us down Mm -hmm. and, and it is this kind of invisible weight that we all carry on our shoulders. And I think it's really important just to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. I love that. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's been, there's been advice given that is helpful and practical, like, you know, make sure that you 
get certain things from Amazon delivered once a month on autopilot and have your groceries delivered and Mm -hmm. all of those things that are helpful. Mm -hmm. But I also think that women need to be empowered with the right language to use with their spouse to -hmm. be able to get the help they need with things. Right. Um, And we have have kind of a bonus in the Audible version and a bonus mental load course, mother load course for women Mm. who buy the book because it was such an important thing to give women the scripts to actually know what to say. Yep. I couldn't put it as a little section in a chapter, like it needed its own kind of robust thing. So women would have something to go to their spouse and and be like, oh, here's Mm -hmm. how I say it. Here's how I can, you know, put in what I need and be able to have that conversation. Because one of the things I learned researching for this book is when you have um, a difficult or a a conversation that could be difficult with your spouse, Mm -hmm. it's really important to start soft. Because if you start hard and you mm. go at it aggressively mm. in the beginning, it will stay aggressive and difficult. Wow. But if you start soft and you're really specific about that, mm. and can you can kind of go through any muddy waters and come out the other side together. So having a script to know what to say, to be able to get the help you need. Mm. So it empowers us to not feel like we're victims of this mm-hmm. load we carry. So oh, again, yeah. it goes back to what do I need? right now. And mm-hmm. sometimes what do I need look right now looks like telling our husband, we need help with something. I can't yes. hold this weight on my own yes. all the time. Oh, that is so huge. I think what a game changer it is the way we communicate. And I know I've learned this the hard way, way too many times. Okay. <laughs> where, and and it's funny because really it, it just works against us, right? It comes back to bite us because we might have this, this heaviness but when we communicate it in a way, again, that's that's harsh or aggressive or angry or emotional, like it's just not going to work for us. But with just a little bit of help with that script and the right approach, it oftentimes I think men want to help us. They they want to be a partner and to work with us. They just might not know how. So I think when we come at it the right way, oh, what a game changer. I love that, Allie. I'm so I- glad that's in there. I talk about in the book that I have a post-it note up in my office that says he can't read my mind. Mm, because mm-hmm. we often think our husbands can read our mind and know what yep. we need. Yeah. Um, and our husbands are just like, oh, I, I was just thinking about the football game. Totally. You know? Like, sorry, I'm innocent, really. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta tell I gotta tell him what I need, but I gotta get in touch with myself to figure out what I need first. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now we're gonna take a quick ad break and then we will be back with more of this conversation. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this conversation. I just want to pause real quick to tell you about something very cool now available over at the Christian Parenting website. Okay, so there is the cutest little prayer journal. I'm looking at mine in front of me. It is called Marked by Prayer, and it is a weekly prayer journal for parents, and it will guide you through praying for your kids every week of the school year. Each week presents a new topic to journal and pray about. Topics include things like 
generosity, self-discipline, salvation, identity, godly friendships, and more. These are all the things we want our kids to be marked by, attributes that we want them to be marked by. Well, we are guided to pray for these things. And then there's a little section for journaling, some suggested scriptures. You guys, it's really, really good. So you can get your copy over at the website, cpgive.org. Again, the letter CP is in Christian Parenting, give.org. Request your school year prayer journal, and I think you're going to really enjoy it. And then something fun to go with that. If you want to listen to a podcast that is going through these guided prayers and a reflection, Pardon the Mess podcast each Monday is going to be doing that. Now, Pardon the Mess is an awesome podcast. It was Christian Parenting's like OG, their original podcast before the rest of us joined. And it's so good anyways. But on Mondays, they're going to be taking you through the guided prayer and reflection from this prayer journal. So definitely tune in to Pardon the Mess on Mondays. I think it's going to be so good. I can't wait for that. All right, friends. Now we'll get back to today's conversation. I hope you enjoy. Hey friends, I know how busy this time of the year is. And as much as I love home-cooked meals, sometimes there is just not enough time. But I have good news for you. Factor offers delicious, ready-to-eat meals, which can make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. There are two-minute meals, so you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They have snacks and smoothies and more. There's a wide variety of options and 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that will help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So head over to factormeals.com forward slash swanson50 and use code swanson50 to get, you guessed it, 50% off. That's code Swanson50 over at factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50, and you're going to get 50% off. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Yay for that. I'll be linking over in show notes as well, but go check it out and tell me how you enjoy your Factor Meals. So you talk a lot about mom guilt, and... This is a topic that I'm always a little bit nervous about because my listeners will know that I'm I'm pretty cautious. I think that our culture sometimes has taken this mom guilt and just decided that all mom guilt is wrong and we need to just ignore it and um, keep pursuing the things that make us happy, our careers or our fulfillment in whatever way. But I think that it's important to recognize there's a difference. And and I think that when it comes to mom guilt, I personally always have to sit before the Lord and say, is what I'm experiencing conviction from of your Holy Spirit that I'm actually doing something wrong here? Or is this condemnation from the enemy that is garbage and needs to be thrown out? So I like to preface anytime I talk about mom guilt, because I'm like, you know, sometimes I feel mom guilt and it's because I should feel guilt and I need to make a change. There's something I'm doing that is not best for my family. Or, you know, I know when I stand before the Lord, this isn't good, but there's other things that are ridiculous and silly. And so speak to us about mom guilt, what you found maybe through your survey. Give us a little more on that topic. Yeah. I surveyed over a thousand women in depth and Mm. almost all of them said they deal with mom guilt. And sure, if we lose our temper and we're yelling at our kids, we're going to feel guilty for it. Right. And Mm. that's, that's good. That's conviction. But most of the mom guilt is from women 
whose hearts are in the right place. They're doing right. everything right, mm-hmm. but they are holding themselves to impossible standards. Yes. And the mom guilt comes from this one phrase, am I doing enough? Mm-hmm. And the phrase, am I failing my children? Mm-hmm. Am I doing enough by the time they leave the house? Uh, you know, And what we're kind of doing is we are setting ourselves up against this invisible, impossible standard. And in that survey, I found out that the one single, the biggest cause of mom guilt, social media. Mm -hmm. Because I think we have this image that other moms are sitting in their immaculate homes (laughs) and they're just French braiding their daughter's hair and doing phonics all day. You know what I mean? And I, you know, as a business coach, I love helping women grow their businesses. So I'm not faulting people for having the business, but I feel like it's important to say that is a business. Those Mm -hmm. pictures on social media of the big Mm -hmm. accounts of the moms with the beautiful houses and the kids, and they're always posed. That is a business. Interesting. Brands partner with those accounts and they make a lot of money off of it. Good for them. Mm -hmm. But I'm here to remind everybody that's business. That's not real life. Wow. So when we're looking at Instagram, we see these beautiful influencers with their Mm -hmm. beautiful lives and their beautiful kids and everything's perfect. It's great, but it's not real life. It's business. Oh, that's so good. And we can't subconsciously compare ourselves to that. Mm -hmm. If you look at the research from parents today versus 50 years ago, we spend way more time with our children. We spend Mm -hmm. more time actively engaged with our children than parents 50 years ago. But we feel guilty about it. We have this feeling that we're not doing enough. Mm -hmm. And to some degree, we forget that God has created our children. God has a plan for our children's lives. Mm -hmm. God knows everything our children are going to do and has a plan for them that we cannot afford no matter what we do Mm. because Mm. God is in control. But if we think that we are God (laughs) to our children, as opposed to letting God be God, we take on a responsibility we were never supposed to take on. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's oh, that's my huge. about mom guilt. No, I think I think that's fantastic. How interesting to compare to 50 years ago. And you're right. I think, you know, when when you and I were growing up, you think, what did mom's lives look like? And there's a lot of differences. And I do think we are just piling more and more shoulds on ourselves. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. So yeah, but kids have been growing up forever just fine with just moms fine. who when you got <gasps> home, they weren't there. Or when you got home, they locked you out of the house and said, come (laughs) home when it gets dark for dinner. You know what I mean? I mean, but we are sitting around going, I didn't teach my kid Japanese today. Right. You know, I guess I'm a failure. Like the the standards are so impossible. Right. And we didn't all have phones that we could check in all the time. They just assumed we were okay until we got home later. Hopefully if you had an accident, you know, you didn't chop your foot (laughs) off and then had to limp home. That's how it was 40 years ago. Yeah. It's so funny. And yet I think with the mom guilt too, men don't seem to struggle so much with this. I never see my husband sitting around worrying if he's, I mean, he, I'm sure he feels some conviction. He's a good dad. Yeah. Well, they're not doing that. It's funny. And, and the thing is that allows them to be more present sometimes mm. with the kids and have a lot mm-hmm. more fun with the kids. Yeah. Because yeah. also they're yeah. also not carrying the mental load. You're so right. So we yeah. need to balance a little of that out, take yep. care of ourselves. Yeah. That's a lot of wisdom there. Okay, so talk to us a little bit about um, how you say women can each discover your own mothering style. I love this personally. Okay, this was so fun. I have a mom superpower quiz on my site. Mm -hmm. So if you go to Allie Worthington, mom superpower, it's there. Because once we realize where our strengths are, 
that's when we can go, wait a minute, I don't have to mother in this way. I don't have to mother mm-hmm. in that way. I can mother mm-hmm. in the way that God created me to be. Some moms are encouragers. Some moms are just the steady, quiet presence that are there. Some moms are truth tellers. But when we do that, we can stop comparing what should my mothering look like mm-hmm. um, and what should in it. I have uh, one of my cousins is super outdoorsy and her, she and her kids, I would say her superpower is just adventure and they mm-hmm. they were always canoeing or mountain biking, stuff like that. I would rather have a toe cut off. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's not me. Not you. I have different strengths with my kids. Yep. You know, yep. uh, I, we will snuggle, we'll tell stories, we'll snuggle up on the couch, watch a movie. Now that they're older, we'll go to amusement parks. Like that's where I'm good. Yeah. And realizing that we don't have to mother mm. like anybody else, that's real freedom. Mm-hmm. And that the God of the universe that gave us our children mm-hmm. to raise yep. because of who we are, that means a lot. We, it's not that by does. accident. It's not yeah. like my children would be better if my mothering style were different. No, they were. Oh, yeah. Because God gave them to you. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And again, I think social media feeds into that when we start comparing and seeing what other moms are doing. Yeah. It just does us no good at all. But I, I love that when you discover what your personal superpower is, it really frees you up to then go into that even deeper and enjoy it. And, you know, I talk in Raising Amazing about your family brand or your family culture and how once you kind of identify what makes your family you, it's kind of makes everything more fun because you start to celebrate who you are as a family. Well, I think same in motherhood. You can say, I'm a mom that loves to cook great meals, or maybe I don't cook great meals, but I love a good dance party after dinner. You know, (laughs) what's your thing? And enjoy that because the kids are going to remember you for that. And that makes you special. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things when our kids grow up, they're Mm. not going to remember the stuff that wasn't in our, our skill set. Exactly. They're going to remember what we did and what we loved. Yeah. So true. Oh, I love that. Okay. So tell us a little bit before we wrap up about your story, because I think I first discovered you on someone else's podcast and your story just so inspired me that made me want to follow you in all the places and reach out to you. But tell us about balancing motherhood when you were just starting your business and what that looked like. Such a great story. Crazy. So go back in time, 15 years, early 2008, my husband lost his job. Um, We began to slowly lose everything, all right, when everyone else was. Mm. And May of 2008, I had my fifth son. Hmm. Five weeks later, we lost our home. We thought it was going to be a short sale. Turned out to uh, end up being a bankruptcy because Hmm. our home went into foreclosure. Hmm. So we spent the summer living with my grandfather, Hmm. driving to a McDonald's playland every day. The kids would go play. My husband would apply for new jobs online, and I had an old laptop with missing keys and $42, mm. and I would Google, how do you start a business on the internet? There we go. And I knew that I was I had been a stay-at-home mom for 12 years mm-hmm. before that, but I knew that this was my time to really focus in on building a business, and I had guilt over the amount of time that I was working in those early mm. years, sure, you know, mm-hmm. getting us on our feet and building my company. But I never had the financial privilege to stop. Mm-hmm. And I think that that lack of financial privilege to be able to stop is one of the greatest things that God gave me in those years. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. God wanted me to build the company that I built. God wanted me to spend the rest of my life helping women thrive, whether it's writing books or building businesses or being great moms. That's my mission. Mm-hmm. And I think he knew I never would have done it if things weren't so hard. Mm-hmm. Because I would have felt guilty that I was taking time away from the kids. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in those years, I remember, you know, working on my laptop, nursing a baby late at night. I was going to say, you kind of combined both worlds, right? In the nap time, just, I was always, you can go back and for years, there's pictures in our living room of a little table next to the couch with a laptop open. Because whenever they would watch Blue's Clues, I I worked. My youngest, Mm -hmm. who's now 14, he would come up to me at two or three years old and slap my MacBook closed and go, no more work, mommy. (laughs) Um, But I'll tell you something. None of them are damaged from the fact that I worked and Mm -hmm. stayed home. Mm-hmm. My 16-year-old a couple of years ago was in my office, my home office, and referred to me as a stay-home mom. Mm. And I was like, buddy, I have this company. I travel all the time. And he's like, yeah, but you're here for us. Mm, and good. was I always present? No. Was right. I working around the clock, especially those early years? Yes. Were my kids damaged from it? Did they feel cheated? No. Right. right. So I think we have this idea that we have to do everything perfectly, that we have to be doting on our kids every Uh second, or our Uh kids are going to be damaged, or we're selfish. But sometimes God has different plans. Sometimes Uh sometimes God wants us to know that you can do more than one thing. You don't have Uh to feel guilty about it. You can have different passions and interests, and you don't have to apologize for it. Uh Because to be quite honest, if all we're doing is doting on children— we will lose ourselves and mm-hmm. we don't let our children grow up and have yeah. a, a little bit yeah. of that strength, right? For sure. Yeah. No, I love that. I think that's such a great, and your story is amazing and it's such a great lesson for all of us. And I do think when it comes to these things, what I've found for myself personally is that discipline is a big key to yeah. me being able to do what I do and still be an available mom, a present mom. It's about me knowing that I need to put myself to bed um, yeah. so that I can be up, yeah. so that I can spend time with God, so that I can be more present. And there's also just certain little rules I've set for myself. Anytime I'm, I set aside time to write um, a book or, you know, really dive into my work. If one of my boys who now lives on the mainland far from me, if one of them calls and has a need, I will drop everything. They know. They have no doubt in their mind that they are the priority. But then there's other times where I'm like, you know what? My 12-year-old, I'm like, he can go golfing and I can get work done. That's okay. I don't have to sit in the golf cart every time he golfs, even if he would like it. And so you're so right. And I do think the more disciplined we are with our own, kind of looking at our day and going, well, how much time have I been on social media today? How much time have I wasted? Maybe there's some areas I could be more disciplined and then be more present in both places. But Ooh, it's it's not easy. It does take prayerful thought and and time. I think. Uh, are you good at like the calendar? Are you super organized with your time? Well, I'll tell you, I'm not naturally. It doesn't come <laughs> naturally at all. But in the past yeah. 15 years, mm. I've become a Google calendar. Calendar and I are besties. So yeah. I I pretty much schedule my day in 30 minute blocks. 30 minute blocks. Yeah. I love that. And yeah. do you stick with it? Cause I'm trying to do that, but I find that I get going on something and then I forget. Are you pretty like firm with yourself? Yeah. I'll tell you, there's a couple tips I'll give you. Um, we always underestimate how much time things will take. So if mm-hmm. we think something's going to take an hour, we should mm-hmm. add 50% and schedule 90 minutes. Okay. If you think it's going to take 30, like schedule it for 45 because that'll keep you from being frustrated that we can't get enough mm. done. We just yes. don't realize how long things take. Yes. I love that. And are you a list maker? You know, instead of lists, whatever I have to do, I just block it on my calendar. You put it there. Okay. So that way I don't ever have to worry, when am I going to get this done? Mm -hmm. I know like Friday at 10 o'clock I'll do it or 
You know, yeah. I work a lot of Saturdays because that's when I write my books because I'm, yep. I'm working with clients during the week. So I'll know like I'm writing chapter nine, uh, Saturday mm-hmm. from between nine and three, things like that. Yeah. So I don't have that anxiety of when will I get things done because everything's scheduled. I love that. Such a good way to do it. I'm, I've, um, you and I know both have talked to Crystal Payne yeah. and her time-saving mom book, but yeah, I'm a lot like her where I keep the Google calendar, but every day I write my to-do list. I think I just enjoy scratching. I like the pen scratch. Yeah. Just take that. Good. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sometimes I write down the things I've already done, you know, I yeah. add in there brush teeth. No, not quite, but almost. <laughs> okay. So I love to ask all my guests one question. Since my book, Raising Amazing came out, I'm camping out on that word amazing, which I define as a pleasant surprise or something that causes wonder. And I just love to ask if there's something in your life recently that you can share that has been a pleasant surprise or caused you wonder, something amazing. Oh, I love that question. There is something that I've combined two things together that okay. uh, that make me really happy and are amazing. So in adulthood, thanks to my teenagers, I have discovered <laughs> and a love of amusement parks and roller coasters. Love that. <laughs> love it so much. Oh, and I really that's love- That's not for me. Oh, oh you, you never know. You never yeah. know. And I really love my team, kind of pouring into my team, helping them be mm. successful. I kind of look at people who come into my internship program as a training ground to be able to launch them to their next Mm. thing that God has for them. So we started this year, we do two retreats a year in June and January where we go to Orlando. So in January, we went to uh, Universal. There's a Christian music festival at Universal every January. And June is Discovery Cove where we swim with dolphins and then we go ride roller coasters the next day. What? And it's just amazing to bring women together to go have fun, um, but then also have adventures because, I mean, I'm 46 years old, right? And the last, I think there's this idea that as you get older, we get a little more boring. Yeah. And so I was like, why, why not bring everybody together and go do amazing, fun things that well, we wouldn't necessarily think a 46-year-old yes. would do. So yeah, swimming with dolphins, riding roller coasters, you know, investing in women. It just, mm. it, it makes me so happy. Oh, that is super fun. I love that. Yeah. Oh, great, great way to combine two passions. So, oh, <laughs> I love that. Okay. Well, any final words? What would you want people to know about your book, Remaining You While Raising Them? Any just final tips if somebody uh, just wants to start working on this right now, like applying it to their life today. What's a, what's one tip you can give moms? A great tip is to make sure that every day we're zooming out and we mm. kind of look at the big picture yes. that, that. A, a lot of bad stuff will happen every day. That's just real life, right? Your mm-hmm. dog's throwing up on the carpet, your toddler's pooped in the bathtub, who knows what's going on. Yep. But we need to zoom out and look at the trajectory of mm. each child's life when we're feeling like we're not doing good enough is that child doing a little bit better than six months ago? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe your child got put in time out in school today, but six months ago, your child bit somebody. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The trajectory mm-hmm. is going in the right direction. So right. <laughs> zoom out and think about the trajectory of how your child is growing and developing. That'll help you not feel this mm-hmm. unnecessary mom guilt that mm-hmm. things aren't perfect enough because everybody's yes. growing, everybody's changing but what matters is the trajectory of that child's life. I love that. That is good stuff. Okay. And for those who want to just jump online and find and follow you right now, where can they go? Oh, I'm AllieWorthington.com. 
Allie mm-hmm. Worthington Instagram and the Allie Worthington Show is my podcast. Yay. Awesome. I'll be linking to all those places in show notes. Oh, what an encouraging, inspiring conversation. Thank you so much, Allie. Thanks for having me. This has been great. Aloha. All right, friends, I hope you were so encouraged and inspired by that conversation. And as always, you can find links over in the show notes, which today are at monicaswanson.com forward slash Allie Worthington. Okay. And um, I appreciate so much those of you who share a, a screenshot or a picture of this podcast in your Instagram stories or over on Facebook. It always blesses me. So please consider doing that to spread the word about the podcast. Also, if you haven't yet left a rating or review, those so bless me. And you can do that right there on your phone. Just scroll down. You're going to see five stars. Tap on those. And then if you want to leave a few words about what you love most about the podcast, I read all of them and I'm always so encouraged. Okay. Thank you guys so much. Can't wait to see you next week. I have another incredible interview. You're not going to want to miss this one. You're going to love it. So um, I'll leave you hanging on that, but I promise it'll be a good one. So can't wait to see you then. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha.